Yo, what is up, everybody? It is your favorite Flatboy Rary coming at you with another Flatboy Takes. I know your boy has been MIA, and I know I always tell you, I'm going to do a pod, I'm going to do that. I've just been kind of busy with life, all right? Sometimes, you know, you just need a break. But hopefully, this pod I do today will get me back on the damn horse. You know what? I'm going to just say it will get me back on the damn horse. I will start doing pods again. Um, basically, I haven't written anything down. I just wanted to get on the mic. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to talk about some of these NBA trades I heard. I'll talk about the NBA finals and how I feel about the finals. You guys all know I'm a C's fan. Obviously, if you tune into the pod, you know I'm a C's fan. So I'm pretty sure you know your boy's heartbroken and shit. (sighs) Womp, womp, womp. But whatever, you know, chin up. There's always next year. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll probably, I'll talk about the finals. I'll talk about how I feel about the whole KD situation. I'll talk about the Pat Bev situation. I'll talk about the Lakers, how I feel about that whole Russell Westbrook, that big, that fucking big three. Uh, it's kind of fucked. I'm just going to say it. And I'll talk some NFL stuff, maybe. Depends. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how your boy feels. Uh, let's go. All right, so let's talk about the finals. Let's get this shit out the way. I got some shit I got to get off my motherfucking chest. All right, so basically we know the C's played the Warriors in the finals, right? Um, I'm going to be honest. This finals was, I feel like this finals was, was like very well, like both teams were, were evenly matched. Basically, it was going to come down to whoever closed, like whoever had the strong fourth quarter, the strong second half. Um, like obviously the Warriors had all the experience because you know they're all older, they've been there before, so you know they to me they had the slight edge, but I feel like 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 team wise, like both teams matched up super well together, like 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 these teams were just like evenly matched. It was gonna come down to the experience, which the Warriors obviously had the edge. They've been there before, they've been there, they've done that. Um, basically, let's talk about game one. Game one, you know, the Warriors are doing their thing. They're doing what they're supposed to do at home. They're like up 15. And then the Celtics have a monster fourth quarter and they steal that game. I know as a Seahawks fans, I was hella happy. You know, you're like, you're like, holy shit. We took one on the road. We took game one on the road. You know, there's a chance. There's a chance the boys, you know, tough this out. Remember, the C's played two Game 7 series, so you knew they were going to gas out. So it was cool that they won that first game. So, you know, if you're a C's fan, you're like, hell yeah, we're in fucking business. Al Horford had a fucking monster game. He fucking did his thing. He got us that W. So did so did Jalen. And then Game 2. We get Molly Whopped in Game 2, and it's just like, ah, shit. It's 1-1. It's cool. Whatever. We're going back to Boston. Uh, and then Boston wins game two, right? Uh, you know, big game from JB again. I'm going to just say JB was the better player of this series. But let's be real here. Without Jason Tatum, how he played the two the two series before, we're, we don't even get a chance to be here. Uh, he, what, had 60 points against the Bucks. He went nuclear against the Bucks to keep us alive. And then he showed out the game seven. And then the Miami series, Tatum and Brown were just phenomenal. Until like what game six or five, where you, you can clearly see Tatum get his his shoulder gets injured. 
I watched JT a lot, so I knew right away he was injured. He didn't have any lift on his shot like after that happened. You can tell it was bothering him. But I got to give it to him because he never complained about it. He didn't use it as an excuse, and I respect that. Even though like he just got interviewed by Bleacher Report and the girl, he literally said he had a fracture. But mind you, he didn't use that as an excuse. He literally said he answered the chick's question. So I got to give him props for not even using that as an excuse. Uh, so now let's get back to what the C's win game three. They're up in game four. And then they have a garbage ass fourth quarter. They literally threw that fucking game in the fucking dumpster. What was it? They shot like like 10 threes in a row. And then also, mind you, Steph Curry did Steph Curry things. So big up to Steph Curry. He stole that game four. The C's should have won that game four. But... Their lack of experience screwed in there. And the Warriors stepped up. Curry did his thing. And then game five, same thing. Curry shows out. They do what they got to do. And then the dreadful game six. The C's start that game six. Great. They're up like 10 points. You're like, okay, shit's going their way. And the Warriors, obviously, you know, they're, they were not going to give up. They've been there before. They know what it is to get punched. They literally punch the C's back, and the C's cannot get up. Series over. Ronaldo, heartbroken as shit, you know. No tears, but, you know, like, I'm sad. I'm a sad boy. It's sad boy hours, you know. Whenever you see your team get to the finals and shit the bed, it hurts. Because they shit the bed. They should have won that game four. This series should have either ended in six for the C's or in seven. The C's choked that game four. If they don't choke that game four, maybe they take it all because they would have had a 3-1 lead going back to Boston. You know, close out game in Boston, game six. Uh, whatever. They choked. It is what it is. Um, Sucks, but it fucking happens. But yeah, sad boys for your boys. I'm over it now. You know, I'm looking forward to next season. I really love the addition of Malcolm Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari. I think those two guys are going to be huge for the C's. And it's going to be great actually having Derek White from the start of the season. We're not, we're not going to have to like throw him in there and feed him to the Wolves and be like, hey, man, learn how to play with these guys. Learn how to play with JP, with JT, with JB, with Al, with Rob. You know, he's going to have some some time under his belt. So I feel like, like this team is still a contender i think this team will be a number one seed or a two seed in the east mind you the east is, is strong it's like this east has like never been as good as it is right now you have the sixers you have the you have the bucks you have the seas miami got a little bit worse but i think miami's still up there um but yeah that's how i feel about the finals you boy sad now let's get into this the lakers all right. First of all, let's start with this this uh, ham hire. I think it's cool that they hired that you know they hired a rookie coach. They gave Ham a chance. You know, obviously he's doing good things with the Bucks. He won a championship with the Bucks. Um, you know, he's probably gonna have the same similar coaching style of Budenholzer. They'll probably play drop coverage. You know, if you're gonna beat the Lakers, you're gonna have to pin him with three point shooting. I'm pretty sure he's gonna they're gonna deny the shit out of the paint. Obviously, AD, you know, is is a great rim protector. When healthy, he's literally top two rim protector. I don't care what anybody says. I feel if AD's healthy, 
the Lakers will have a good season. Like, I'm not saying they're going to be like a one, two, or three seed because the West is fucking stacked. Like, the Clippers are going to be disgusting. The Suns are going to be good still. The Warriors are great still. They just won a championship. Obviously, they were the favorite in the West. And also, let's not forget about the Nuggets. The Nuggets are finally going to get all their pieces. Joe Keek just had another MVP season. Murray's probably going to ball this year. And so is MPJ. Um, the West is going to be going to be very, very tough this year, I feel. Um, but back to like the whole Lakers stuff. Like Soham, I feel like that's a good hire. He's he has to get these boys to play defense. They're younger now. They're not old. They're not old old pups no more. They're all young pups. Let's see if they buy into the system and play defense. Cause let's be honest here. If the Lakers do not play defense from the start of the season, the season's gonna be a sh- gonna be shit. Let's just be real here. If you're a Laker fan, you know it. If they suck at defending, the team's gonna be terrible. We don't know if if that big three. I don't even know if it's a big three, whatever, if they can carry the load for that offense, if the offense is trash. Um, but I do feel like if this team is good defensively, they will be good. Um, but I like the Ham hiring. Obviously, he's going to championship coach, so he knows what it takes to win a ring. Um, now let's go get into this whole Russ stuff. Like I feel like the Ham likes Russ. That's just how I feel. Like, he talked him up a lot in the press. Or like, oh, you must have forgot who he is. Like, he's a great player. He's a triple-double machine. Like, how do you, how does just somebody that plays like that is washed? Like, you know, he's literally, like, going a bat for him. I have, like, some diehard Laker fans that are, like, telling me, like, what do you expect him to do? You expect to shit on him and fuck up his trade value? But let's be honest. He didn't have any trade value to begin with. With the se- he had the worst season of his career last season. His his trade value was in the shitter already. Let's be real here. Whatever. Ham's not going to shit on him or whatever. But let's let's be real. His trade value was already shit. Ham couldn't ruin it any more than it was already ruined. Um, so, I, I like that Ham has his back. Hopefully, he's being sincere and he's not going to try to train him down the line. Um, but I feel like if this team is going to be good... Russ has to play. He's going to have to learn to play off the ball. He's never played off the ball before, but he's going to have to learn. He's going to have to start cutting because he's not a good three-point shooter. We already know that. And he turns the ball over a lot. We know LeBron is going to handle the ball. It's just a given. When you play with LeBron, you got to stand your ass in the corner and wait for the ball. Or you're going to move around and you're going to catch the ball in front dunk. Either or, he has to learn how to cut. He has to learn how to play off the ball. There's just no way around it. Hopefully, he buys in. Ham has something planned because this that's the only way this team is going to do anything. Because we already know Anthony Davis is going to get his. Anthony Davis is going to get his 20, 25 touches a game. We already know that. A man LeBron is always going to get his. We know that. So, Russ is going to have to find a different way to impact the game. Um... So, I feel like the Lakers are a solid fourth seed if they can play defense and they can get it together on offense. I don't know if they're talented enough to hang with the the upper teams. And the reason I say that because just Russ is a big, like, it's a big question. You don't, you don't know what you're going to get 
But I feel like if Russ buys in and figures out how to play with LeBron magically, this team will be in business. Um, and another thing, I don't necessarily hate that Patrick Beverly trade because Patrick Beverly is a okay three-point shooter. He's not freaking amazing, but he's okay. He barely shoots below the league average. So I can't really, like, I can't say he's a great shooter, but I can't say he he's a terrible shooter. At least you know he's going to play defense. And that's something the Lakers are going to need to make it to to do anything in the West. They're going to have to play defense. And another thing I think that's good about that pickup is I like Patrick Beverly because, like, a lot of people hate him. I don't hate him. Yes, he gets on my nerves sometimes. He gets on everybody's nerves, but you got to respect him. The thing with him is he doesn't give a shit. He'll call out people in the locker room. If you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, he's going to let you know. You need those kind of players on your team, especially if you have championship aspirations. So to me, I think that's a good pickup for them because if he does end up staying with Russ, he will call his ass out and he will call out the other the young guys. And I think they need that. I don't see LeBron doing that as much as he used to. But I know Pat Bev will. So I think that is a great pickup for the Lakers. Um, to me, the Lakers are like kind of like, I don't know what to expect. Because, you know, all the dudes they picked up in free agency was kind of like, oh, man, uh, if these dudes live up to their potential, we're going to be good. But if they don't, they're going to be kind of screwed. So it's going to be rough. Like, I think this Lakers season... I'm going to just be honest with you, Laker fans. It's going to be like the Celtics season last year. They might start off super, super slow and then pick it up towards the end. Because it's going to take them a while to learn the new system. Maybe everybody buys in right away. But regardless, it's going to take time to learn the system. Like, I'm going to be honest. Last year, I was talking mad shit about I'm. And then I'm turned it around and had them boys balling. Maybe the same thing happens with the Lakers. I'm just going to say this to you, Laker fans. You have to be patient. You at least have to give your coach 40 games before you're like, oh, fuck him, get him out. I learned that the hard way last year. I gave my boy 20 games, and he, he was ass. But 40 games, good indication if this team is going to do something or not. Um. So, And another thing, I feel like, Kendrick Nunn is going to be a key piece on this team if he can stay healthy because he's a point guard. Let's remember before I always say this about him because I think when he, before he got COVID, before the bubble, the dude was playing great. He was literally the starter for the Heat. He was playing good and then he lost his job to Dragic because he got COVID and he came back and he started playing terrible. So who knows? Maybe he's healthy this year and he plays great for the Lakers. And also remember, Dennis Schroeder is out there. If Russ gets traded, Dennis Schroeder is out there. Schroeder has, literally has no choice. He will take a minimum deal. He'll probably take five, seven mil. He'll take whatever the Lakers will give him. I'm pretty sure. Like, say what you want about Schroeder. Like, he played well for the Lakers. He fit well with them, except for, like, you know, everybody shitted on him in the playoffs. But, you know, I think... They can figure that out if they end up getting rid of Russ. But then again, the, the thing is, it, it's the whole who wants Russ. We don't know. It's like, because it, basically it's all rumors. It's like, 
if you want Russell Westbrook, we got to you got to package him with picks. But then it's like they try to do that and then everybody says no. So it's like who the fuck is saying the truth or not? Like come on. Just if you're going to trade for the dude, fucking do it. If not, at least just be real. Like you know, the, obviously the Lakers are gauging his value or whatever. They they're shopping him. But some like some of these things that come out are like just straight up ridiculous. Straight up fake news. It's like ah, it's hard to believe. Like like that report that came out the other day. Oh, uh, sources around uh, uh, the Lakers are saying they're going to send Russ home. You really going to tell me you're going to send a 47 fucking million dollar player home? Or you're going to just let him ride the fucking pine? No fucking shot, man. That's that's just honest truth. There's no shot. Um, Enough. Enough about the Lakers. Let's, let's move on, boys. All right, now let's get into the whole KD BS. That whole KD and Kyrie thing to me... I always felt like it was bullshit. Like, I knew the Nets were not going to trade Kyrie to the Lakers. Why in the hell would they trade Kyrie to the Lakers for Russ? That, that shit doesn't make any sense. KD and Russ didn't work in the first place. So to me, that whole they were talking BS, I thought that was bullshit. I didn't believe that from the jump. It just didn't make no sense. KD already played with that dude. He said, yo, he it didn't work out. And now he's worse than he was before. So why the fuck would he play with them now? That that just didn't make no sense to me. Uh, and then KD with this whole bullshit, yo, I want to, I want to get traded, and I want to get traded to these teams. But it's like he kind of had no leverage because he already had signed the four year deal. Like Kyrie has leverage, whatever. He's he's on a one year expiring contract. But then again, nobody wants that fucking nutcase. He only he plays part time. He he wants. He literally wanted to get a new contract with a clause saying that minimum he, he wants to only play 50 games. He's going to miss 32 games? Come on, man. That's nuts. Like, get out of here with that shit. You, you're an athlete. You get paid to do this. Like, you're in top physical shape. Like, there's no way they let you sit 32 games. Like, you just like you swear these owners are going to let you hurt their pocket by not playing. Um. So now back to the KD stuff, like. And then, like, the whole rumor was that there so JB and Derek White for KD. Yes, that was offered, but it was offered right at the beginning. And then it got leaked, like, three months after. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, Jalen Brown's so mad. Like, literally, Brad literally had a meeting with Jalen Brown and was like, yo, my boy, we ain't trading you. Like, and Jalen Brown was like, good, because I'm all in on Boston. I respect the shit out of that. You hear your name is circulating in rumors, and you're still like, yo, I'm all in on Boston respect jb um but yeah so that was literally the best deal that got offered to the nets kd i mean uh, jb and Derek white and some firsts that to me if you really wanted a fucking future player jb you just saw jb go off in the finals so you know the kid's good and you saw him go off on your squad you literally saw that man help help jt eliminate your team in four games like, how in the hell is that trade not good? Like, I don't know. That was just weird. But I feel like they were kind of just, like, testing the market to see what they can get for KD. Because the rumor has it is that he literally, they literally call back and they're like, yo, if you want fucking KD, you're going to give us Jason Tatum. <laughs> I did. I would have did exactly what Brad Stevens did. I would have laughed at the motherfuckers and hang up the phone and be like, psych, next. And then they, I guess they try to trade with Toronto. 
the whole the whole the holdup was Scotty Barnes. There's no way he was gonna go to Toronto. I'll tell you that right now. They would have had to give up Siakam, Scotty Barnes, and first. That was not gonna happen. There's just no way. Um obviously the Lakers didn't have anything to trade, so like I don't know. Like a lot of these trade rumors are just like kind of weird. I feel like the Nets were trying to play this game, like, yeah, fuck it, we're gonna do his trade request. And it's just like, man, it's it was all bullshit. They just wanted to see what they could get, see see what the market was for him. They never had any intentions to trade him. And then it's like, how all of a sudden, he then like what, a month passes, and you're like, oh man, fuck it, I want to play for the Seas now. That just didn't make any sense either. Like, why wouldn't you say you want to play for the Seas off the rip? They're just, they literally just got to the finals, and you're trying to win another ring. Why wouldn't you try to go there? Um... And then the whole, all oh, that BS started, like, oh, it's fake. I don't know. I don't know. That whole KD drama to me is just weird. It's like, you kind of have no leverage. And then he, like, goes back and he talks to the owner and he talks to the GM and Steve Nash. He tells the owner, like, hey, man, you need to fire the GM and you need to fire Steve Nash. Which doesn't make any sense to me in the world for the simple fact that this franchise took a big-ass chance on me, Okay. You tore your you tore your your uh your uh your your Achilles heel. They literally got every single player you asked for. They they let you sit out a whole year so you can rehab. Like a whole year and a half. They literally did whatever you wanted, and you're gonna tell me that you were just gonna get up and leave? That to me is some shitty ass shit. Like, as a person, how do you do that? Same thing with Kyrie. Like, how do you leave your best friend high and dry? Because they're supposedly best friends, right? Like, how are you going to just be like, yo, KD, I'm out. I know I said I wanted to build this with you, but peace out. That's some whack shit. Let's just be real. Same thing with KD. What KD was doing was some big baby shit. Like, come on. This franchise literally did everything you asked for and more. Like, how how was it that you were just going to leave them high and dry? Like, I get you're trying to win another ring. But go about it the right way. Like, come on, dude. Have some motherfucking respect for yourself, bro. Like, cause like at this point, you kind of made it seem that you wanted the you wanted an easy chip, and then you 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 were saying you wanted like there was rumors saying you wanted to play for the Warriors. Like, why would the Warriors be on your list again? Like, come on, man. It, it's just nuts to me. But. Now everything's settled, all the dust cleared or whatever, and Katie's like, all right, cool. I talked to the owner. I'm all in again. Man, that locker room's fucking ruined. You literally, you just pretty much, pretty much put it out there that you that you don't trust this team, that you don't think this team has enough to win a championship, which wasn't the case two years ago when this team was fully healthy, which makes no sense to me. This team fully healthy is fucking lethal. And remember, they did at Patty Mills. That addition is still one of the best additions to me to this team because they needed another shooter and a point guard. So that's good. Like I just, I don't know. I just don't understand all this, all this stuff going on with KD. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I thought it was pretty fucking silly. Um, yeah, made no fucking sense. All right, now let's talk about that T Wolves trade. This trade makes no fucking sense to me, and the reason I tell you is because. The floor spacing is going to be fucking atrocious. Yes, Cat is a good three-point shooter, but Anthony Edwards 
has improved their three-point stroke, he's going to have to come back better with a better shot. Velo is an average three-point shooter. So it's just like, I don't know. You're literally going to have Gobert clogging up the lane? I don't get it. We already know Gobert don't got no post moves. Tracy McGrady called his ass out, and I agree 100% with Tracy McGrady. You're fucking making 30 mil plus, and your ass ain't got no fucking post moves. You literally just catch lobs all day. Like, What? You've been in the league for like seven, eight years. Like, there's no shot you don't have any post moves. So I don't understand that trade. I guess they think that that uh, playing a two big lineup here is going to to get cat more three point shots. Uh, I don't know because it's not like they can give this guy the the ball in the post. So it's gonna be rough when he gets double team and he has to pass up. Yes, it's gonna be that whole pick your poison stuff. But I feel like this trade was just bad. Like I don't like it at all. It's all gonna like he's gonna clog the lane for Anthony too. It just doesn't make sense to me on paper. But you never know when you're on the court. It might be different. I just I don't get it. Um, I know obviously it's to get Cat more shots. It's to get him more three point shots. But I just don't know. Like I guess they're gonna be like fuck it, Cat miss. I'll grab the board. Don't worry. I don't know. We'll see how it works out. I personally don't like the, the trade on paper. I think they gave up a lot. Uh, but we'll find out. Oh, and also let's talk about let's talk about the Mavericks trade. The for Christian Wood. So they lose Brunson, right? Their second best player. Uh Mark Jackson. I mean Mark Jackson. Uh, Mark Cuban didn't even offer him anything. He just kinda let him go. Um I get it. He's an undersight guard but that's your second best player uh hardaway tim hardaway jr you don't even know what you're gonna get from that guy anymore he's always injured like when it matters in the playoffs so they traded him away uh they get christian wood and then you find out christian wood's not even gonna be a starter so it's like what the fuck did you trade for like you're not even gonna start this dude like i, I don't i don't understand this trade i've been saying it for years if Mark Cuban doesn't put players around Luca. Luca needs to get the fuck out of there because Luca's literally just going to waste his early years there. Obviously, you guys know how I feel about Luca. I think Luca's a, a bit overrated. Like his offensive game is great, but his defense is fucking atrocious. I don't care what anybody says when he has to guard like a Kawhi Leonard, a Jason Tatum. Like LeBron James is buckets on that boy's ass. Let's just be real here. Like, yes, he can guard the little tiny guards because he's, like, way bigger than them. But when he has to guard the bigger dudes, he, he gets cooked. Um. So, I, I, like, that's why this trade doesn't make sense to me. Like, you got a big man, but you're not even going to start him? Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel that they had a weight on Porzingis. But... I'm pretty sure that Luca and him just didn't get along because he did come out. He said it publicly. He's like, well, I know you guys want me to play in the post, but like, how am I supposed to play in the post when I'm getting the ball with like four seconds? And it's true. If you, Luca does dribble a lot, he does dribble a lot. So it's like, if you're a big man, what are you going to do when you get the ball in the post? With four seconds? You're going to have to hurry it up and get a shot up. You're either going to, get lucky or you're gonna take a rushed shot um i don't know i, I just don't like that trade i think they should have just kept prozingis 
got him healthy, and then see how it went from there. But I'm pretty sure that team chemistry was just it wasn't there just from the from the stuff I've I've read that Prozingis was like, yeah, I get the fucking ball with four seconds. That's kind of trash. I can't really operate with four seconds. Um, yeah. Anything else go down? Let me see. Let me think, guys. Sorry, like I told you guys, bear with me. I didn't write anything down. All right, so now let's talk about the the Nuggets. Like, obviously, they made a trade, too. And I love that trade for Caldwell Pope. I thought that was a good trade. Yes, they uh, lost Will Barton, but he was always injured. At least, you know, Caldwell Pope is going to play. The thing with Caldwell Pope, though, is that he's, he's kind of a spotty three-point shooter. But the thing with Caldwell Pope, he can defend. And they needed somebody to defend. The small forwards because MPJ cannot defend the side of a barn right now. So I understand that that trade. That trade made sense to me, but to a lot of analysts, that trade did not make sense. But I feel like that's a great take trade because you're going to be able to hide Michael Porter Jr. You're not going, he's not going to have to guard like a crazy ass small forward. So for me, that was a good trade. I know a lot of analysts hated it. I do not hate that trade. I honestly love that trade. Hopefully, he plays to his capability because if he does, I promise I promise you, I put any amount. The fucking Nuggets are a top three seed if that dude can play defense on them small fours and hide MPJ. I promise you that team is a top three seed in the fucking West. Joe, with the numbers Joe Keek put up last year, dude, Joe Keek literally carried those dudes in the playoffs, man. There was I just felt so bad for him. It was like he was alone out there. Like he was alone out there. Um so and you guys know me, I'm a big Joe Keek fan. Like I've always always gassed that dude up, and I feel like he deserves all the praise he gets. That dude is a fucking baller, and he's still slept on. One hundred percent. Um, but yeah. I like I like that move a lot. Um and Orlando, you got yourself a good one. That dude you drafted number one's gonna be legit. Also, I'm fortunate for for Chet that he got injured. I like that pickup for the Thunder. I like that Thunder nucleus. Those kids are going to be good like in two or three years. I promise you. If Chet comes back healthy with with Giddy, with uh with Giddy with with Gilchrist Alexander, with Chet, that team will be a solid team for, for some time. If they can keep all those kids together, because obviously they're going to want to get paid. But if they can keep them, them dudes together, I like their chances down the road. I'm not saying championship or whatever, but I like their chances down the road. Um, you also, before I forget, rip Big Bill Russell. Oof. Tears, sad day, day, day he died. Also, happy Mamba Day to everybody. I know it was yeah two days ago, but I haven't been pawning. So happy Mamba Day. Enjoy that day, you Laker fans. You know, I don't like Kobe, but I gotta respect him. Baller, for real. So rip Kobe, rip Bill. Um, all right, guys. I'ma just keep it short and sweet. I'm going to end the pod here. If you guys have anything you guys want me to talk about, like on the next pod, shoot me some ideas on Podbean or just hit me up on Pandora. Hit me up on anything. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music. I'm on all that stuff. 
So if you guys want, I'm on Twitter at fatboytakes.com. Add the Twitter, add the IG, fatboytakes. Fatboytakes. Uh, at Twitter, fatboytakes. I'm such a clown. Uh, but yeah, the Twitter's at fatboytakes. The Instagram's uh, fatboytakes. Uh, you guys can hit me up on there if you guys want me to talk about anything. Um, yeah. Uh, and for the football pod, I'm just going to just leave that for another day. Because, like, for that one, I actually kind of got to prepare. Because, like, I'm not, like, super knowledgeable in football. I'm going to just keep it 100. I actually got to look at stuff. And, you know, I got to know what I'm going to say. I'm just going to be transparent with you guys. I ain't going to bullshit. You guys know how I get down. Um, and I'm debating if I should have a guest or not. We'll see. And I know fantasy football season's coming up. So good luck to all you motherfuckers drafting next week. Well, all of September. Good luck, everybody. Uh, may you win your draft. Um, alright, dudes. I'm gonna get out of here. You guys have a great day. Take care. Like I said, if you guys want me to talk about anything, any questions... Uh, tw- the Twitter's at Fatboy Takes. The Instagram is Fatboy Takes. It's all together, one word. Um, have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful Friday. I hope I didn't bore you. And yeah, peace.